episode 34, Index Funds. Welcome to Retirement Tactical Money Management. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a Master's in Business Administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Episode 34, Index Funds. Today is November the 15th, 2021. Now I'm doing this podcast because I get a lot of views on a podcast titled ETFs versus Mutual Funds which I have in my episode list. It's the episode in most demand that people are wondering about. And I suppose uh, that's the case because index funds are very, very popular. Now, index funds are delivered through something called ETFs, exchange-traded funds. So in this podcast, I will be talking about what an index fund is, the history of index funds, equity index funds, fixed income index funds, international index funds, commodity index funds. So let's get started. First, let's talk about the history of an index fund and what an index fund is. Now, most people out there listening to my voice in podcast um territory here, (laughs) so to speak, know about mutual funds. Now, what is a traditional mutual fund? It's just a basket of stocks or bonds or securities, and everyone kind of shares in a piece of the pie. And uh, for example, the S&P 500 uh, mutual fund is is just a group of 500 stocks uh, selected by Standard & Poor. It's a research company and they create a standard and poor mutual fund. Now, the word mutual means that people mutually share, can share in a slice of these pies. And typically, a mutual fund has a money manager, so they are, uh, the money manager has to buy the stocks when money comes in and sell the stocks for redemptions when money goes, is going out. Now, it's very different than an index fund in the fact that index funds are book entry. So there is no manager to buy these securities uh, when money comes in. You actually, it's a little bit different. It's almost like you own the actual stocks. And so the biggest advantage of an index fund over a mutual fund and the history behind it is uh, the fact that uh, you don't have to be doing the, – the manager isn't an active manager. He's a passive manager uh, for the index fund, only having to adjust it when the index itself is adjusted. So what is an index? An index is a list of names or companies created by a research company. There's many research companies out there. Uh, one of the most famous is S&P. So Standard & Poor 
is a research firm and they sell research. And they create a hit list, is what I like to call it, of 500 companies that they that most people call the market. And it, it is what, what's interesting about that index, it's an active index, which means they just, just don't pick the 500 biggest companies in America and then leave it. They're always adjusting it. So maybe the top uh, 100 companies or top bottom, I should say, in size, it's a capitalized capitalization. We call it cap. It's a, a capitalized or capped, a cap weighted uh, index. So the bottom 100 companies every year are always changing in size. And so the uh, index maker of it, in this case S&P, uh, they are adjusting adjusting that you know at all times and making a, a different size now there's there's other research companies another very famous one is called MSCI used to stand for uh, like the Morgan Stanley corporate index but it it doesn't stand for that it's a standalone company now very famous and uh, it's just called MSCI but they're another index uh, company and and they create their own indexes. Anyway, there's so many index companies out there and they can create their own type of index. Uh, but we're just going to use S&P kind of as the example uh, of indexes just for educational purposes. Now, any index that, that I talk about or say in the podcast it's strictly for educational reasons and not I'm not endorsing, I'm not encouraging a person to buy this index. Uh, you can lose money from any of the indexes that I talk about because there is volatility in the index. It goes up and it goes down. The history of the index is that in 1995, the first index uh, from the Standard and Poor 500 was created, and uh, the ticker symbol is SPY. And so there's an active participant, and the active participant is a person who buys the 500 stocks. And then the index seller, or, or the let's say the ETF seller, exchange traded fund seller. And this is called spiders. They they go out. SPDRS is the abbreviation. They created the first index that trades on the exchange. Now there's different requirements for reporting on uh, index uh, ETF index versus a mutual fund, and this is what makes indexes more attractive today to invest in. So if you have a standard traditional mutual fund like in your 401k, they are not required to show the holdings of that fund except once every 90 days. It's crazy, right? So only once every 90 days, once every three months, you get to see their holdings. But the crazy thing is, is they don't even have to list all they're holding. So you may have a mutual fund that has 50 stocks in it. And uh, let's say it's an energy index. So they would have 
Exxon. They would have Chevron uh, in, in there. Maybe they might have Halliburton. So they would have these names in there, but they only have to show the top 10 holdings. And uh, most of them kind of show the top 25 once a quarter. But after that, you don't know what they own. The reason behind that is that they don't want you to buy the stocks yourself. So they feel like that's privileged information. So they withhold that for the whole 90-day period. You only get to see what's in the mutual fund once every 90 days. Now, an index is not that way. What makes an index, an index fund, which is an ETF, exchange-traded fund, so beautiful to the public is the fact they have to report all of their holdings every day by 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's right. Every day they have to report their holdings. And you get to see them. And probably by 6 o'clock at the end of the day, Eastern Time, you can see the holdings in the exchange-traded fund. And so that that's just incredible. And we call that the ability to be able to see that transparency. That's uh, the term we use in the financial industry, meaning, you know, is, a, is the ability to see inside something. So is a fund more transparent than an open-end mutual fund, traditional mutual fund? The answer is yes. Uh, ETFs have very high transparency, which is great for the public because that's more knowledge and you can see it. So not only does it trade on the exchange, and the other beautiful thing about an index ETF mutual fund is it trades on the exchange during the day. On an old traditional mutual fund, it does not. It, it, it's actually bought privately is how traditional mutual funds are done. You don't get to see the holdings until the next day. Actually, you don't see the holdings. I should say you don't see the price of the old traditional mutual fund till the next day. So if you have a 401k and the market's up a lot for that day, you don't know how much it's up. At the end of the day, by I think 5 o'clock, they show the price of the mutual fund, but it's not posted until the following day. So the next day you go into your 401k, you can see if you made or lost money in your 401k from the previous day. You can't see during the day the value of the old traditional mutual fund. There's no way to do it. But on an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, an index fund, you can see the price trade moving during the day and they trade on the New York Stock Exchange. It's the coolest thing. It's so amazing. So you can see it just going back and up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, during the day, if you put the ticker symbol in there, you can see it move. And it is amazing. Again, that's one more level of, quote, transparency that we have on these index funds. So when you think about it, in terms of viewing, it's almost like a stock in that you can see the group of stocks inside the ETF, inside the index, moving up and down. Now, what's even more beautiful about an index fund, in my opinion, is let's say is the fact that you it, it allows you to diversify your investment position 
and diversify the risk is what I'm talking about. So obviously, investing in the stock market has risk. So if let's, let's do this analogy. Let's say you're in Las Vegas and you walk up to the uh, roulette wheel and there's all these numbers on the table. So when you go and you pick a stock, so let's just, for example, educational reasons, pick Apple. And I'm just using that as an example. I'm not recommending the stock, but we're going to pick Apple. And um, when you pick Apple as an individual stock, it's like picking, you know, red 15. You're betting on one company and one name. But when you select, say, um, uh, at the roulette wheel, all red, you know, because they have all black and they have all red, and you want to pick all red, then let's say you're going to pick, it's equivalent to, uh, as an analogy, in the stock market of picking, say, SPY, SPY, uh, which is 500 companies. So now you're picking all 500 companies and you are diversifying your risk so that so if something happens to apple individually and it starts to go down since you own the index spy you own 500 companies so it's not really going to affect it's going to have less effect on your losses assuming assuming the other stocks are are doing well so what are some of the names uh, by size in the S&P 500, and again, you don't have to write this down, but you can if you want. This is strictly for educational reasons. So SPY, S-P-Y, again, is this ticker symbol for the Spiders S&P 500 Trust Exchange Traded Fund Index Fund. It does represent, as we call in the United States, the stock market. You want to own the stock market? by SPY. Now, isn't it funny that everybody's always trying to beat the stock market? Well, you can just own the market in your investment portfolio by owning SPY, SPY. Now, there are other companies, uh, and I'm going to give you some of the names inside SPY by uh, company size, but another S&P 500 index is the iShares S&P 500 index call and ticker symbol is IVV. Now IVV or iShares is owned by BlackRock. BlackRock is a mutual fund company. iShares is their ETF division and iShares just has their own ETF called IVV. Now the expense ratios, let's talk about that for a moment. Expense ratios is what it costs to run the ETF, and that's the internal cost. Now, on a traditional mutual fund, uh, the expense ratios are much higher because they have more people to run the traditional mutual fund. They have to do redemptions, uh, purchases and redemptions inside it, and they have an active money manager. So the expenses are much higher in a traditional mutual fund. Inside an ETF, exchange-traded fund, or an index fund, they're minimal, minimum, minimal costs because they're uh, not 
they don't have all these extra charges. So now you've learned that ETFs not only have more transparency, exchange-traded funds or index funds have more transparency, but you also have learned that the cost to you as the investor is much cheaper because the expense internal expense ratio is uh, is much much cheaper. There is another uh, the same S and P five hundred companies is also issued by Vanguard and that ticker symbol is VOO. So all those ticker symbols SPY IVV and VOO. All are the same S&P 500 index. They're the same stocks. Uh, the only difference is, is the expense ratio and who issues them. But we're going to go with SPY because that's the first uh, index ETF ever created. And we're going to talk about, now let's talk about, if you have notes, we're going to talk about the holdings of SPY. Now what's interesting is if you want to know what the holdings are, there's many companies who issue the holdings out there. And if you have a, a pencil, write this down. But um, one of the companies that, that is a great company and the research is free is uh, ETF.com. ETF.com is a free site. And they actually list, they do, <laughs> it's amazing, but they actually do research reports um, on ETFs, and it's actually one of our resource uh, companies. I live here in Miami, actually in Fort Lauderdale, but the Miami area. And the ETF conference is held every year here in Miami, um, at the town of Hollywood, but it's between Miami and Fort Lauderdale. But it's called the ETF conference. Now, they have ETF conferences around the United States. Anyway, the first, the biggest name in the SPY is Microsoft, followed by Apple, Google, which is called Alphabet, Amazon, Tesla, Facebook, NVIDIA. The other Google, there's two different classes of Google shares, J.P. Morgan Chase, United Health, Visa, Johnson & Johnson, Walmart, Bank of America, Home Depot, Procter & Gamble, MasterCard, Walt Disney, Adobe Systems, Netflix. Anyway, I can go on and on. Exxon, Nike, Salesforce.com, Costco, Pepsi, Abbott Labs, Broadcom, which is AVGO is a ticker symbol, uh, Chevron. Anyway, those are just some names that are in the S&P 500. So when you own SPY, you actually own all those companies in there. Now let's talk about fixed income ETFs just for a moment. Now, it's interesting, back in the day, uh, as a portfolio manager, I would have to use, well, I didn't have to, I would use individual stocks in my investment portfolios. The problem with individual stocks, or I'm sorry, stocks, <laughs> individual bonds in my portfolio, because we're talking about fixed income, which is our bond, the bond market. And I would purchase a bond, say I purchased a McDonald's corporate bond, and say it paid 3% on the interest. 
But to, to get rid of it, I would have to get a bid. And then they bid it and then somebody buys it. And that takes about an hour. It takes about an hour to buy and sell the bond. So then you could turn around and just get traditional mutual funds. So there's many traditional mutual funds that uh, are a good way to invest in bonds. But one of the simplest ways is to use an ETF because they now have bond ETFs. Now, the, the other beautiful thing about ETFs that I didn't talk about, uh, which is kind of the last phase of talking about, is how do you get out in and out of, of, uh, of the investment of an index fund? Now, all, old traditional mutual funds, you have to make a purchase through your um, broker. He purchases it. Or inside a 401k, you select it, and then, and then it goes to the 401k trustee, and then they send. I mean, that that's the, the person responsible for it. But they have a, a brokerage firm, typically, who buys and sells the mutual fund when you do an exchange in it. Well, what's amazing about an ETF is they trade on the exchange. So because of that, they're very – and I'm not, I'm not going to use the word liquid – um, they have. I'm not. I don't think that's a good word for liquidity. the The right word is marketability, that they're able to be bought and sold on the exchange. And then in today's world, there's no commissions now on the New York Stock Exchange for these things. Sometimes there might be a foreign uh, fee, or co- I'm going to call it a fee, if it's a an ADR. ADR is American Depository Receipt. It trades on the New York, so there might be a foreign fee associated with it. But they're, they're very rare. But in general, you can purchase an ETF and there's no uh, commissions on the ETF to buy and sell the ETF. So it has a lot of marketability. You can move in and out. So now, how does that relate to fixed income bonds? Well, remember I told you before that to get individual bonds, it's an hour. If I'm buying a municipal bond, a tax-free municipal bond... Again, individual bonds, you know, say like a Dallas-Fort Worth airport bond, um, maybe paying 4% tax-free. Again, it's, you know, it takes time to to bid to buy the bond and, and to get the ask price to sell the bond. But with an ETF, you can just move in and in and out of them. Now, there's a disadvantage of ETFs on the fixed income side over actual fixed income bonds you know on the bond side the bond is guaranteed in other words if you make a purchase as an individual bond and you sell an individual bond for example i'm talking munis let's say a dallas fort worth and say it's a 10-year bond at the end of that 10 years you get your money back and it's a ta- and say it's a triple a insured tax exempt municipal bond Dallas Fort Worth again I'm not recommending it just using it for an example you put your money in you get your money back it's a guaranteed investment with ETFs they're not they move up and down there is no guarantee of your principal you can lose money on it it moves with interest rates is the best way to say it so if interest rates are moving up in general on uh Government government bond securities, whether they're municipal bonds or treasury bonds, uh, you're going to lose money. The value of those bonds move down. You will lose money. If 
interest rates are moving down and say the the fed is lowering interest rates because they're maybe the economy's not doing that well and they want to get the economy going again they lower interest rates bond government bonds actually move up in value so that's amazing so i have just told you number 1 a hidden truth in my podcast a hidden truth behind making money on the fixed income bond index market so what if you don't want to own stocks and you want to make money on the fixed income index side can you do it yes how do you do it if interest rates are moving down you can own a fixed income ETF index fund purchase it if it's a government security and interest rates are moving down it will move up in value so for example let's say you're making 4% on the index fund and say over the next year the interest rates move down and say they move down enough to make that bond investment move up say 3% then your total return performance is 5%. That's right. You made a total of 5% on a fixed income index fund by owning the fixed income index fund just because interest rates went down. You made 3% on the principal on the price move and then you made uh no, you made more than that. You made uh 7% in my example. So you made 3% on the price move and the bond paid 4%, so you made 7% total return in your investment portfolio. That's amazing, right? So if you had $100,000 at the end of the year, it would be 107000 You had 4% income stream plus the 3% principal gain. If you looked at your statement, it would say $107,000. Now, isn't that amazing that you made money, not in the stock market, and you made money on a principal gain move strictly because of interest rates moves in the United States. Now, that's just an example for educational reasons. In today's world, in 2000, um, in, I'm sorry, in yeah, 2021, November, what are interest rates doing? They're actually moving up right now. So across, across, across the United States for the year, Interest rates have moved up a bit. So government fixed income securities for this past year haven't done well. They've actually lost money in general because interest rates have been moving up. And that, But the stock market is doing well. So the stock market is doing very, very well this year. But it is a good way to add income to your investment portfolio. And um, I'm going to tell you the most popular or one of the biggest uh, fixed income ETFs, if you have a pencil, write this down. AGG is one of the biggest fixed income uh, ET, ETFs, exchange-traded index funds out there, bond funds that a lot of money managers use. I use it as a portfolio manager uh, from time to time. AGG is a ticker symbol, trades on the New York Stock Exchange. It's called the iShares Barclays Aggregate Bond Fund. 
Now, what's the word aggregate? So anytime you see the word aggregate, it means total. It means the total of the group. So in, in our business, when you see the word aggregate in the financial realm, it means total. Now, when you see that word, total bond, the aggregate bond, what does that mean? That means it owns a combination of, uh, in the fixed income market, it owns a combination of government bonds and corporate bonds. And that's what they mean by the word aggregate. It owns both. The other thing about it is it also means, means maturity. So when you're dealing in bonds, you could have a 5-year, a 10-year, a 15, a 20-year, a 30-year. But in general, it's it, it also has a kind of a balance of the, the uh, maturity of the bond. So in, in the bond market world, the longer the maturity of the bond, the more interest rate sensitive it is. In, in just common terms, it means it's more volatile. So the longer the maturity of a bond, the more volatility the bond has. So that's just, uh, just for your information. But there are a lot of um, amazing bond ETFs out there, uh, fixed income index and ETFs, and they're very useful tools in portfolio management for investment portfolios and adding income. And if you're more conservative in nature, then you want to have more fixed income in your portfolio. But you've got to have the right fixed income because if you own government bonds and interest rates are moving up, you're going to lose money. So in general, you want to own corporate bonds or corporate index funds if interest rates are moving up. Now, if interest rates are moving down, you want to own uh, more government bond funds because you make more money. And now the longer the maturity is, then the more volatile they are. Volatility is not bad. It's only bad if you're losing money. So in an interest rate uh, downturn, if you have longer maturities on your index funds, and you're picking in, you know, instead of picking a, ten, uh, a five year, you pick a 10 year uh, or you pick a, a 20 year, it's going to have more volatility. But likewise, the principal is going to move more. So you can actually make more money in if the interest rates are dropping. Okay, so now let's talk about international investments. This is probably one of the best areas that uh, I like looking at. Uh, uh, ETFs, exchange-traded funds, or index funds. And a good example is, say, uh, in today's world, let's talk about, um, I guess, you need a different, we'll call it, say, country funds. So, for example, uh, China. So, there's a lot of China, there's a lot of China stocks that you could get, you know, But because you don't want to deal with the foreign markets, a good way to enter into international investments or international stocks is to just use the the index fund, the ETF. Now, there's many, many uh, types of of China index fund, like one of them I'm looking at on the screens right now is the Spiders S&P China uh, ETF. So it's the Spiders index fund. And the ticker symbol is GXC. That's the ticker symbol. So if you want to add China to your portfolio, you can put it it in there. I'm not recommending it, 
but that's just a good example. Now, let's say, um, so Brazil. Brazil is an interesting ETF because there's a lot of natural resource products that come out of Brazil. But the iShares, there's an iShares MSCI Brazil Index Fund out there. Ticker symbol is EWZ, Echo Whiskey Zulu for your military guys. <laughs> and uh, that's the ticker symbol for the Brazil one. Um, let's see, uh, what's another interesting one? Latin America. One of the most popular Latin America index funds is the iShares S&P Latin American 40 Index. Now, the word 40 index means it has 40 companies in there, 40 stocks. Ticker symbol for that is ILF, India, Lima, Foxtrot. Um, a Saudi Arabia fund is kind of popular because, you know, with um, the oil situation, if you want to, and it has a lot of oil stocks in it, uh, it's the iShares MSCI Saudi Arabia capped index and means the cap means it's it's by capitalization uh ticker symbol is ksa uh kilo sierra alpha again not recommend these now <laughs> i'm gonna have what's called a biden etf and i call it a biden etf because he believes in you know they believe in clean energy the democratic platform uh you know when they ran for presidential elections and things like that and uh, ticker, it's the clean. There's an iShares S and P Global Clean Energy Index Fund. It's global now, Clean Energy Index Fund. The ticker symbol is ICLN. India Charlie Lima November. India Charlie Lima November is the clean energy uh, ETF. Now again, this still ticking, uh, sticking to the uh, clean kind of uh, situation. There's a solo ETF. I'm so, so, solo, solar ETF called the Invesco Solar ETF. That's a solar index, and uh, it's this is a funny ticker symbol. The ticker symbol is TAN, tan, like you're getting a suntan, <laughs> like you're getting a suntan. But that's easy to remember. Hey, you want a solar ETF that has solar stocks in there? Hey, just go get tan. And what's the name of, of some of the stocks inside TAN, for example? So it has Sunrun in there. It has Sonova Energy International. It has Sunworks. It has SunPower. It has Canadian Solar. And one of the, the very fam familiar solar companies out there, it has the, the company First Solar in there. Uh, the stock symbol is FSLR. Uh, Frank uh, Sierra Lima Romeo is first solar. That's a stock. But so if you want just a diversification of all those stocks together, then uh, uh, Enphase Energy, it also owns Enphase. But you just, instead of buying each one stock, you just buy the index and it's TAN. You just buy, put TAN in there. Now, those of you in California who are listening to my podcast or uh, the states that are very arid, where there's always water issues, right? And if you think, hey, I need a company that, that deals in water. Well, there's an index out there, a water index. And I don't know who makes these index, but uh, I guess uh, uh, but the, a company that sells uh, uh, a water index fund 
uh, is Invesco. It's called the Invesco Global Water Portfolio ETF. Ticker symbol is PIO, Papa India Oscar. Papa India Oscar. And um, so it has these water companies uh, in there, like uh, it has a company called Waters Corp, W A T, in there. It has Pentair, P-N-R, another water company. Uh, Advanced Drainage Systems, WMS, it has in there. Toto, uh, Roper, uh, Ecolabs. So these are all kind of water companies, but this is a water index. So now you're, and then let's go back to uh, Taiwan. Uh, There's a Taiwan index. Taiwan, uh, I call these country funds, but it's a country index. And it's iShares MSCI Taiwan Index, EWT, uh, for example, if you want to own Asia. And now here's, here's, a, here's a cute one. Now we're getting a little bit off, off kilter right here. But for those of you who want to own cybersecurity, because that's a big thing today. So now we're going to be moving into themes. Now that I've already talked about international, but now let's talk about themes. So there are themes, and the water was a theme. That was solar was a theme. Uh, now we're going to talk about cybersecurity. That's a theme. There's a Global X. Global X is an ETF company, but there's Global X cybersecurity ETF. And the ticker symbol is BUG. B U G. Bravo Uniform Golf. That's interesting, right? Um, wind energy. What do you think the wind energy index fund is? Fan. F-A-N. So First Trust puts a global wind energy index out there. Ticker symbol F-A-N on the New York Stock Exchange. Frank Alpha November. Fan. Makes sense, right? And they come up with these these catchy names, you know, for the the index. Anyway, so now let's get back to the overall uh, area of index. So... The whole point about index, so say you just want to invest in European stocks. There's a, you could use the, for example, the VGK, Vanguard. I'm sorry, Vanguard makes a, a um, Vanguard European ETF index fund, and it's a, a Victor Golf Kilo. So uh, in the biotech, we owned, when uh, the COVID was deep in the COVID, we owned XBI. An XBI, X-Ray, Bravo India, is a Spiders S&P biotech ETF. So we own that, and it did well. Now, if you like energy, you can own uh, XLE, which is Spider Select Sector Energy ETF. Now, if we look at XLE, just to kind of give you an example, what are some of the companies inside XLE, inside that group? For example, XLE inside, if you buy XLE, you're actually owning Exxon, Chevron, ConocoPhillips, EOG Resources, Schlumberger, uh, which is a French company. It's the biggest oil service company in the world. Pioneer Natural Resources, Marathon, Kinder Morgan, Williams, Phillips, Occidental Petroleum. We, I say Oxypete because I'm from Houston originally. Uh, Valero, which is uh, one of the biggest refinery companies in the world. Uh, Devon Energy. Uh, Hess, Baker Hughes, Halliburton, uh, Patchy. So those are just some examples of what's inside the uh, X-Ray Lima Echo Energy ETF. 
Now, we sector rotate here at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, so we we buy typically stocks. But if we like a group and, and maybe we like several in the group, maybe we'll just pick up the index for it. So it's just a simpler way to do that. But um, what's interesting about fixed income ETFs, if what if you're afraid of inflation? You know, if you're afraid of inflation and losing the value of your dollar, is there a fixed income ETF, not in the stock market, that, uh, that can protect you against inflation? The answer is yes, there is. So it's called the iShares Barclay TIPS bond fund. And the word TIPS is, stands for Treasury Inflation Protected Bonds, TIP. Ticker symbol is TIP. Uh, Tango India Papa is the uh, ticker symbol uh, for the inflation. So if you're worried about inflation, for those of you out there listening to my podcast, you don't want to own stocks. You're worried about the buying power of your dollar. Is there a bond that goes up with inflation? And the answer is yes. Is there an index fund that goes up with inflation? The answer is yes. It's TIP, T-I-P. For disclosure reasons, we actually own that and currently in our investment portfolios for our own customers because there is inflation. And so we we do have a requirement because we're a balance manager to own a fixed income position in our accounts. So... The smartest thing to do is to own that. Now, I also mentioned that we're going to talk about commodities. Commodities is an interesting area in the index area because commodities, you know, doesn't march the same um, uh, beat of of the drums as uh, stocks. And also commodities are a good inflation protection uh, vehicle as well. Uh, or asset class, I should say. So what are some ticker symbols? Well, the first one is GLD. This is the most famous and the biggest one out there in terms of commodities. GLD is a gold uh, ETF, gold exchange-traded fund index fund. Uh, It's a Spiders Gold Trust. Uh, It's the actual physical gold certificates of gold. Uh, It's unlike owning a gold mining company. It's the actual gold itself in terms of the certificate. Ticker symbol is a a Golf Lima Delta Gold, GLD, and it is the most popular commodity ETF out there. Now, silver has its own commodity ETF out there as well. There's the iShares Silver Trust ETF, and ticker symbol is Sierra Lima Victor, Sierra Lima Victor for that one. Very popular. What if you want something a little bit more leveraged in the silver area? Then there's the silver miners. So you could, and it moves more. It has more volatility. And uh, that's ticker symbol uh, Sierra Lima Victor Papa. Sierra Lima Victor Papa. And so there's a, a, a gold miners that has more volatility as well. Um, and right now, I can tell you, they're really moving up. If you take a look at the – now, for disclosure reasons, we own uh, SLV uh, in our portfolios. We own SLVP and we own RING, R-I-N-G. We don't own GLD currently, uh, but we do own the Leverage Gold Miners, which is RING, uh, Romeo India November Golf in our portfolios. It's the iShares MSCI Global 
gold miners ETF uh, index fund uh, ring. Now, if you take a look at the charts just in the last, oh, uh, let me look at this. Yeah, just in the last uh, 30 days or so, it's up about 4%. Now, for one month, that's kind of an amazing performance. Some people don't get 4% all year on their you know, on their bank in terms of performance. But uh, it is volatile. But again, it's moving up. Why? Because there's inflation, you know. So commodity exchange-traded funds or commodity indexes are really, you know, really uh, 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 interesting. Now, I do want to uh, disclose there is one, if you're a retiree and you like retirement income, uh, there's a real nice ETF. We do own it. It's called the Global X S&P 500 Quality Dividend Fund. Ticker symbol is QDIV, uh, Quebec, Delta, India, Victor. QDIV is, uh, is, and we do own it for disclosure reasons in our investment portfolios. Anyway, there's so many different uh, ETFs out there. I could talk about ETFs just kind of forever. But uh, so now you have an understanding of an exchange of an index fund kind of how it works and uh, you know it's it's a great way to add to your portfolios that diversifies the risk uh, the volatility so to speak and it diverse it diversifies your now let me take one step further for you millennials out there but also for retirees on your phone there's many apps that you can use just for ETFs so you can go to your app store, uh, whatever kind of phone you have, and just type in uh, ETFs in your app. And you'll find many apps that shows you different types of, in, of uh, type in ETFs. Uh, you could type in index ETFs if you want that are index funds. But then you'll get a, a whole list of ETFs that you could use for your investment portfolio. Again, I'm not recommending it. It's for educational reasons, and you can have, you will have losses. Not you can, you will have losses from time to time. Oh, let me, <laughs> I'm sitting here. I, I was just looking at the ETF screen. I mean, I'm looking at my ETF screen, but I thought here's a, a funny agricultural ETF. <laughs> Ticker symbol is Moo, <laughs> like a cow. Moo, M O O. Mike Oscar Oscar. It's called the Van Eck Vectors Agriculture ETF. <laughs> Moo, M-O-O. It makes sense, right? Anyway, uh, there's a, uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, guess what this is? Uh, ticker symbol is Moon, M-O-O-N. Uh, it's a Drexion uh, Moonshot Innovators ETF. So I guess it has to do with companies that are, you know, are trying to deal with, you know, getting to the moon. Anyway, there's so many kinds of ETFs out there. Anyway, this concludes the podcast. We have some disclosures that are required by the uh, State Securities Board and Security Exchange Commission at the end. Please take a listen. Have a good day. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a master's in business administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. 
Over 10 years ago, he created Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, which actively balances and selects investments based on a tactical approach rather than the traditional strategic management method. Instead of the buy and hold philosophy, he believes in the pursuit of finding investments showing momentum, performance regardless of the direction of the market. His experience includes IRA accounts, 401k rollovers, trusts, endowments, defined benefit plans, 403bs, and 401k plans. Additionally, he served as a Knight College instructor for seniors, teaching high net worth retirement and estate planning for 14 years. Podcast views and personal opinions are for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation. Investing has risk of loss and you should consult with your own advisors for any financial decisions. Cantu Tactical Wealth Management and Joe Cantu are a fiduciary firm and registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas providing pure independent advice and money management.